0: Hi, mamas, and thank you for turning back for another episode of Moms with Moms, moms offering mom support with moms on microphones. And if you're new here, we talk about all taboo things in pregnancy, postpartum, and parenthood. Before we get started, make sure you got something to drink. I actually had a fever. Um... 24 hours ago, and it lasted for almost more than 24 hours, and it was hell. So I'm drinking some more tea, so that way I don't get sick again, and my headache and my sore throat goes away because this is not fun. If you've been sick as a mom, it freaking sucks. Thank God I have a good support system, and my boyfriend is a phenomenal baby daddy, so all I had to do yesterday was focus on just sleeping and getting better. So let's get into it. Today's episode is going to be different than any of my other episodes that I've done so far. I actually had a mom who wrote in and wanted to share her story, but wanted to remain anonymous. So, I'm going to read what she wrote to us and go from there. I don't know how to say this. So, I'm going to read what she wrote to us, and again, I'm going to keep her name anonymous. Dear Mamas, September 2nd was my 29th birthday, and also the scariest night of my life. I was 24 weeks pregnant, and that night I decided to get my swollen ankles checked out at the emergency room to rule out a blood clot clot, as the swelling wasn't going down. I wasn't expecting anything bad to happen and just thought it would be a quick scan and that I'd go home. Instead, I was admitted for 10 days in the beginning and knew nothing about what was going on, except for my blood pressure being incredibly high, 160 over 90. This was my first time at the hospital here in Albany, so I felt scared and alone. I was told that I had preeclampsia with severe features and I had to speak with a NICU doctor to discuss the statistics of my baby surviving if I were to deliver this early. It was the most scary and heart-shattering experience. A few days later while in the hospital, they told me something was off and with my kidney function in my labs and that my kidneys were functioning at 50%. Wow. They weren't sure it was from the preeclampsia or an underlining kidney issue, I was so sure that it had to be the preeclampsia because I was completely healthy otherwise and had no history of family history of kidney disease. That's scary. Fast forward, I was able able to safely deliver my daughter via C-section at 34 weeks. I'm so grateful I made it that far into my pregnancy because in the beginning, I was told by the OB I would be lucky if I made it to 28 weeks. That itself was a huge win for me. Shortly after delivering her, however, I developed mastitis. Shortly after delivering her, I developed mastitis and the flu. I was so sick and bedridden for about two weeks with my daughter still in the NICU. That's horrible. The day they called us to pick her up, my partner and I were both so ill with raging fevers and lethargy. We asked, actually begged the NICU if they can hold her until we were better in fear of getting her sick. Absolutely, I would do the same thing. However, they said they could not, as they would have to continue charging us, and that would no longer be considered medically necessary under insurance, so they would have to put a, put, so that would have, that would be hit with a large bill. Before I fr- go any further, disclaimer, I really honestly hate our medical system and how it works, and this is just a continued example of it. Like, you, you're a first-time mom, and they're telling you you can't stay there with you being that sick. Like, that's just, No. We went with masks and gloves and picked her up, but they handed her us quickly and hardly went over any information with us. We're first-time parents, by the way. There we go. Makes sense. This was also scary, and we felt frazzled. Luckily, our daughter did not end up catching what we had, as we were extremely careful and washed our hands frequently, masked up, etc. Well, of course. I mean, I'm sure that the, that's what the hospital was thinking. Like, oh, they are going to be fine. Nothing's going to happen. Like, we've experienced this before. As first-time parents, you don't want to have them have to have them say, like, nope, you can't stay. When you're already, cra- when you're already crazy and worried. not a few days after having her home with no help from family or friends, my family lives out of state and my parents family work, my partner's family works full time. I was told I need to go straight to the ER by my doctor because my kidney function and my recent labs were alarming. After you just went home, I went back to the ER all alone. I went back to the ER all alone, feeling weak, tired, without my child and terrified from my kidney biopsy. The results of the kidney biopsy showed that I have an autoimmune disease called IgA nephropathy. Okay, so IgA nephropathy. My blood work showed that my kidney function was down to 20% range. IgA nephropathy is an autoimmune disease where basically your own body attacks your kidney's filtration system. They put me on three months of chemotherapy with a high dosage of pre to try and slow down the progression and to improve my numbers. Oh, my God. I don't know if you guys just... I literally just got chills reading that. Ugh. You're a first-time mom, and they're telling you that as soon as your baby arrives... Okay, Bino. So, between having your first baby, being sick, and then being told now that you have to do three months of chemotherapy... Like, what? The medications didn't help improve my numbers, but I wasn't getting worse, which was good. However... I'm at a stage now where I'm still on my medications for my kidneys and to control my blood pressure and at the end of treatment goal for me is to kidney transplant and dialysis. I'm extremely scared of dialysis as I had a bit of traumatic experience with being poked so many times in the hospital and having my arms covered in bruises. My doctors think it would be about a year until I need the transplant, but I've been very grateful and fortunate to be stable at this moment. I just wanted to share my story to raise awareness to the complications that can happen during pregnancy and for mothers out there raising children with a chronic health condition or on chemotherapy and struggling. Giving birth to my beautiful daughter was the best thing that has ever happened to me, but that period of my life was also the most frightening. I still with tr- I still live with the trauma from the experience and tear up every time I drive by the hospital. It felt like my life used to be so normal, and like that, I took being healthy for granted. I... It's stories like these that make me really so grateful that I didn't experience this. And I don't say that to be selfish, but I say that to be, like, it's scary to think that people have these type of experience. And the fact that this mom is now waiting for her to get a kidney transplant while also being a mom and a first-time mom at that being the first time mom is hard enough as it is and to now have this chronic illness and to go in day in and day out worried that your illness is going to take over and you're not going to be able to take care of your baby and not having support and only having your partner to lean on like thank goodness she has a partner and she has a support system in that aspect but I feel for her and I completely understand why she wasn't ready to come on here, why she wanted to remain anonymous. I, I appreciate her. If you're watching this, I appreciate you tremendously for sharing your story and taking the time to type all that up because I'm sure typing all that up was basically reliving that trauma over again. And being able to open it up and share this with us and let other moms know who are experienced this or who have experienced this, that you're not alone. Because you're not. As always, like, that's that's the biggest thing on this podcast and this YouTube channel is an environment for someone who feels like they're not alone. Like, you're not. This girl just went through a whole traumatic experience with labor and then is now having a chronic illness and, and is a first-time mom. So there are other people out there that are experiencing experiencing these things as well. Like, it's not just you and you're not alone. I can't. I I don't I don't have words for this story. I don't I think this is probably one of the hardest stories that um I've had to share, I've had to be a part of on this the channel cuz like it's just it's scary. It's scary and it's also sad. It's sad like hearing the the medical experience and the way that they told her that it would be a large bill, like, I have to be very careful with the way that I say this, because um, there may be people who watch this at my job, and I, I was told that I have to be careful with how I talk about political stuff, and I, I worry that this might be something politically, um, politically a problem with my job, and there's gotta be something done to be to support people, not just moms and dads, but, like, people in general with our medical care. Um, I think that our medical care could definitely improve and that we could have better resources, better financial standing, and better um, better guidance. Not even, not even guidance, because I feel like a lot of people know. Um, I don't know. I just think that we're a country who, who needs to do better in certain areas, and I think that maybe medically is one of the biggest areas that we could kind of help with. And I get, like, <clears throat> you pay for insurance. You pay for insurance. You shop around <clears throat> with insurance, and you look at insurance and all of that. So I guess, yeah, like, sometimes that's really important, but I also think we have to think about how it shouldn't cost so much for certain things. Um, and you shouldn't be penalized. Like this This girl asking to stay a couple of days so that way she could ha- make sure she didn't get her baby sick. Like, I don't know. There's got to be something done differently with our society of not only like paternity leave, maternity leave, but also like our medical care. We shouldn't be worried and drowning in medical expenses. Like it's, it's almost like it's a burden to get pregnant. <laughs> like you can't get pregnant because if you get pregnant you're gonna have a hefty bill you can't get sick because if you get sick you're gonna have another hefty bill like there are so many things that i have problems with with our society especially when it comes to um, pregnancy and postpartum and all of that and that'll have to be an episode for another day but she had mentioned like they didn't really kind of like talk to her about anything when going home which i think we talked about in my hospital video where i talked about my experience they don't they really don't like you have to ask the questions. Thankfully, we had a really good, like, discharge nurse. I really liked her, and we were having some issues when we were leaving, so, like, she kind of talked to us, but if you're a mom who doesn't ask ask questions or a dad who doesn't ask questions, like, how do you know you're going home and you're prepared? And you're going home and you're sick, like, that's really a lot, so... Anywho, I know that this episode is significantly shorter than all my other ones, and there's a reason why I chose to read this today. Um, I was saving this for a rainy day, or in this case, a sick day, because I really, I knew that I only had a short period and a short time frame of how long I would be able to feel good and record. I also work overnights now, so my sleep schedule is very wonky. Um... So I apologize if this was a little bit shorter than what you guys are used to, or I'm glad this was shorter if that's what you guys are used to as well. Um, And I also apologize for the delay in having this be done. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story with us, Mama, and thank you for reliving this trauma to be able to hopefully connect with another mom and let her know that she's not Mm -hmm. alone and letting her know that like this is scary and it's okay to be scared I think that's something that's important because we're taught that we have to be resilient as mothers but like this is a time where I say girl you be scared girl you you be scared as much as you want like that is okay (laughs) Jeez, you cry you cry too you cry as much as you want you cry every day but also like be strong. Be strong in a way that you feel like I can do this because I have a child. That child was everything that I've done. You're the reason why I'm strong. I do have three other written um, stories that have been sent to me that I plan on reading. Um, Again, I try to save these for rainy days when I haven't had time to really think about what I want to record or like as today is like I'm not feeling that great. These are things that help me to kind of just share someone else's story and let them know that they're they're also being heard so if you are someone who wants to share your story as well if you're camera shy and you don't really know if you want to come on the show and share your story like that way you can always write in your story and as I read this person's story as you know I didn't share her name I didn't share anything unless she put it in the in the story herself like this is actually it's just literally a Microsoft Word document that she emailed me So I didn't share anything that wasn't in what she had written to me and what she um, was willing to disclose. Uh, You can also use a separate email and send me an email in with your story if you don't even want to have your email associated with that. So here's my email. If you want to send in an anonymous story and you want your story to be heard and shared with other mamas, please email me and I will love to share your story. For my Spotify listeners, as always, all of this information will be in the description of the podcast episode, so you can hop on to that and you can see everything there. And if you guys want continuous uh, support, daily reels, and funny inspirations, here's my Instagram and my Facebook. And if you just don't want to go on Instagram or Facebook and you'd rather just scroll and look at TikToks, here is my TikTok. And if you liked this episode and you've had a similar experience or you feel for this girl and her experience, remember to like and comment this video. And if you want to continue to get notifications to let you know that a new episode is dropped or that you want to come back and see more, make sure you subscribe because I do drop an episode every Monday. They may be at different times, but I do really make sure that I drop an episode every Monday for you guys because it's moms and it's Mondays. And as always, keep surviving and thriving because, as mom says, what we do, even when we're sick as crap. Oh, wait! Can't forget to cheers. <sighs> Raspberry hibiscus is where it's at. Thanks, Mamas, for tuning into this episode, and I hope to see you guys again next week. Bye, Vesties!